Yeah, so good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Elephants in the Room podcast. We are your awesome twosome, as always. I'm Ron Yangeri, the chief thinker. Radhika Bachu, the super striker. Well in. Yes. And today we're going to have a deep, deep chat about a new term that Radhika will <laughs> talk <about>. explore <laughs> and delve into. This episode will talk about black tax. Oh, right. What does that mean for the everyday Kenyan, Africans? Is it just a, should it really be called black tax? Is it a problem amongst just Africans or does it happen in the Indian community? Does it happen in the English community? God knows. All we'll right. figure it out. Tons of questions. Lots of questions. Yeah, so that's really timely. So tell me, Ro, how, wh- why are you a victim? What happened? So this is the story, okay? So left Nairobi, like, you know what, I've left on August 7th. I'm going to cast my vote August 9th. I've children, my people. I've done my stuff. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting on results to come. Okay. okay. Uh, but then what goes around that the son of Nairobi is, is, is in the village, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And from 6 a.m., I, I was getting delegations, you know? Folks were coming, oh, knocking wow. on the door, just saying hello. Yeah, I was just passing by. I was 40 <laughs> kilometers away. I had you here, so it's, it passed by. Wow. You know? And the long and short of it, out of all this, I forked out a lot of money uh, for, for various undertakings, some I had no clue about, you know? So why did you fork out your money? I mean, all these guys, uh, my relatives, okay? Uh, you some felt folks, emotionally obliged. Yeah. And you know, someone tells me, oh, I've been friends with your mom for ages as well. We used to do this together back in the 80s. Did you call your mom to check? No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the person is right in front of me. I'm not going to go to the phone and like, hey, mom, do you, do you know this person? You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, I think I have financed uh, a couple of houses, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've paid school fees for a number of kids. Yeah. And healthcare bills as well. You thought yeah. you would leave Nairobi, go de-stress, yes. have a cheap weekend away because Nairobi's become expensive. Right. But instead, going to Shags was way more expensive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. It's like, it's like I, I took a trip, I don't know, to, to Paris or somewhere. I'm just <laughs> looking at how much I actually ended up paying. Yeah. And I'm back. I'm like, ugh. So I need to understand this. What's going on here, Ads? Yeah, so it's really interesting because so yeah. we know this is known as black tax, right? Not uh-huh. only you suffer from it, but yeah. every Kenyan, whoever has left the village okay. and been successful. So that's not just village meaning coming to Nairobi, even yeah. going to the States, okay. the UK, anywhere abroad. It is almost the obligation. There's an obligation you feel. And that's why I was asking yeah. you, like, why? Why did you do it? Yes. It's because you're emotionally designed as a human to want okay. to help people. Yes. And when you start hearing stories that have play on the strings of your heart, um, you will very likely give money away. Yeah, you mentioned kids. Uh, I'm, I'm done. Like, yeah. okay, okay, what is it? Let's Especially school. It. For, for me, it's actually yeah. school fees. Like, okay. if someone's like, please, I can't meet, meet, meet their education. Yeah. I will say, okay, I don't have this money, but I'm going to go into my savings and give it to you. Okay. Because educating someone is the best skill you can give them. All right, all right. So, it's about playing on emotional um, strings. Right. And you know what? As humans, we want to give. But really, how do we manage black tax? You digged into your savings and should anything happen to you in the next three to six months, 
you don't want to be the guy asking for black tax. Yeah, I don't want to call you Radzi. Yeah, and that can happen. Send me some money, Radzi. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you know this thing happens so often. Yeah. That people forget how to manage their own money, and they're just you know giving money away, and then say something happens, they're like, oh no, I have no money. Um, so yeah. yeah. So you, you've mentioned something interesting, black tax. So I've just decided uh, to use the power of Google. Yes. So I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, can I read out this definition? Yeah, please do. Uh, this takes me back to school. I've not read out something aloud in a very long time. Uh, black <laughs> tax is a term that originated in South Africa mm-hmm. for money that black or other person of color, yes. as you mentioned, uh, professionals provide to their family every month outside their own living expenses, usually out of obligation. All right, that was key what you mentioned. Yeah. It is caused by continued economic imbalance that can be traced back to apartheid. Okay, this is for... Uh, the South African case, but we have all our own causes in in in, in different countries. It can be described as Ubuntu, about ah. <laughs> an incapacitating twist for black professionals. All wow. right, that's a definition. But also, you'll find that yeah. um, a lot of firstborn children yeah. feel this burden okay. to support their families back home. All right. And the reality is that you know our parents work really hard. They give us the education, and then you go on and you you join these incredible jobs yes but as a firstborn or a child that comes from very little money yeah they're naturally obliged to support the family member back home okay and sometimes it's unfair because the oldest one didn't choose to be born first okay but they yeah, have a lot yeah, of yeah. pressures of making sure their parents are okay yes in our indian culture actually it's very common the eldest son isn't meant to live with the parents mm-hmm. and they do a lot of the heavy lifting not financially but just more relationshiply wise so it right kind of spreads over different cultures in different ways yeah uh, yeah. But traditionally, in the context of black tax, it is the firstborn that bears a lot of the pressure of actually making sure to provide to their uh, provide for their parents in retirement. All right. So the, the first one turns out to be like a re- retirement plan. Literally, I was just yeah. going to say that. So yeah. imagine if you helped your parents understand at a at a young age, or if they were taught financial planning when they were working. Yeah they wouldn't be a burden because they would have money that they saved up for their retirement, which allows you not to pay black tax and you can make better financial decisions preparing for your family in your retirement. Correct, So it's almost like a vicious cycle. So black tax, yay, it's great. You know, you're helping your family members, but there are other ways you can help your family members. And I'll talk about it a little bit more later on. Black tax, the the way I hear it from you is very pervasive. Uh, Many people are encountering this, uh, whether they're vocalizing like myself or <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're suffering in silence. I think there are many stories here that can actually be shared. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do something very interesting today, Rats. Today we're going to bring in some individuals to really talk about other examples of black tax. I think it's really important to hear and share and then we can figure out how we can work towards managing it. What they're actually doing about either resolving it or handling it better. Or are they just stuck? Could be stuck, yeah. Yeah. I think it's possible. Yeah. All right. Alrighty. So without much further ado, we will introduce our first guest ever to the podcast. Welcome. Our first guest ever on the podcast. Yay. You have the opportunity to introduce yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hi everyone. My name is Mia Mohoro. That's what I'll say about myself today. Yeah, just Mia Mohoro. A Kenyan. Today I'm a Kenyan Uh talking about black tax. Thank you. Thank you for hopping onto the podcast this morning. Mm We are discussing about black tax, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's a terminology that Radhika brought up this morning. I've also been just clued in about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've realized it's something that has been part of our lives for, for quite long, yeah. right? Um, so tell me, 
what, what is your experience with black tax? Uh, what was the scenario? If you can just give us a background around this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think from, say, 19. Okay. When I first got my first job. Two years uh, ago. Well, yeah, let's call it two. <laughs> let's right. call it two. Yeah. Um, but you start to notice relatives around you will call you for small things. Right. It starts with, you know, you're my daughter. You know, you're my, I, I raised you. I was there when you were taken to school and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And it actually works on your heart, yeah? In the mm. beginning, you're strong. You're like, I mean, I know you, but it's not that deep. Right. But as years progress and, you know, they can see that you're also, like, your life is changing. Hmm? You, mm-hmm. you come from the village. Uh, one time you come with a small car. Yes. After four years, you come back, you have a bigger car. Right. So the expectations keep rising. Okay. And I'd say for me, I think I've seen the height of black tax during the COVID uh, period. Right. Because it moved from, hi, um, could you send me 500 bob? Okay. Because we don't have milk. Right. To... Um, I don't have an income, it's during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you to pay my rent? And they will yeah. come in with a, it's not a lot, um, I just need you to give me 5,000 bob. Okay. But then the 5,000 doesn't stop leaving your pocket. It's now post the pandemic, and now you, I'd say st- you're stuck because you don't know how to tell the person, okay, look, this is my end. Yes. I don't want yeah. to do this anymore. So, yeah. Now, if we could go back to, uh, I'm quite keen to understand. Uh, so there's a first interaction of, yes, there's a challenge in, in, in COVID. Uh, can you help me with this? Uh, then it, it translates mm. to a bigger amount, right? Mm. 10x, like mm. you mentioned, it's 500, it's gone to, to, mm. to 5,000, Bob. How is, how is the methodology of asking for this? Uh, are they still saying, can I or... Tuma pesa wewe. All right? Is, is it now like a demand or <laughs> you know, now how is it's it actually, being delivered? It's actually yeah. now an expectation. They You actually start to notice at the end of the month, they'll almost send you a question mark like, wait, yeah. you didn't send? Uh-huh. What am I going to do? What am I going to tell the landlord? Yes. You know, So you get to the point where you actually just don't pick up calls anymore. And I think it's, it's a bad way to handle it. I wish I could just, because you know, they work at your heart. Yes. I wish I could just tell them, no. But you are unable to say I'm no. I'm unable to say no. So yes. now I ignore phone calls. Now, they, they came to you, so there's this entire thing where family, I, mm-hmm. I raised your kid, mm-hmm. I, I helped you say your first words, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Did you ever reach out say to your mom and say, listen, there's this situation that's happening uh, with person XYZ, mm-hmm. uh, please help, you know. <laughs> <I'll do laughs> I actually yeah. did, I did. And I, I, re- I say I reached out to my grandmother and for some reason it seems that the notion in shags yeah. is that you're the the better you like you're you're a good kid because you take care of your family do you mm. know it's like almost like the hallmark of like you're such a wonderful ch- grandchild we're so proud of you yeah no 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 you must you know this is how you know you must take care of your elders because this is how it's done yeah it almost it seems like it's almost your obligation and like you guys were talking about earlier you learn that you're actually their retirement plan they're like, you know, but you know, such as Nani's son yeah. is in the U.S., even uh-huh. builds them a house. Okay. So do this small 5,000. Yeah. It's not like, come on. You now know you can afford it. Start the comparing now. Yeah. Look what he did. Exactly. Yeah. 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 In fact, you can up this, you you can up this can. amount. Yeah. Yes. So what was the impact of this? So you, you now have a new expense line, uh, which is black tax. Mm-hmm. So here you are in a situation. Let, let's assume, let's just assume that your income has reduced, but you have new expense lines yeah 
how did you deal with this particular situation you know what it's actually yeah. it's actually true my my salary went down 25% during the pandemic oh man exactly yeah and so now you have an introduced 5000 bob 5000 bob yeah um that seems to be uh, almost like your moral obligation so you have to learn where to personally cut from your life you reduce your shopping list in such a way that it accommodates this other person and it's it you know what in the beginning it's okay your heart is you know i'm doing well i'm doing i'm, I'm doing a good thing there you know i would not want to see them sleeping in the street with a kid yeah but after a while it actually becomes a very resentful relationship yeah yes. you start to yeah. feel like this person is just like a burden yeah. you know they're such a burden so you see a call or a text you just don't even want to oh my god you know you just you ignore the call yeah they'll call you again you ignore it by the time they're calling the fifth time now yeah. you're picking up with that listen absent okay absent now you're annoyed okay absent yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually no so you are sort of angry yeah. it's creeping into mental health you know it really is yeah, yeah. and you and you've gotten to the po- point where you want to tell them i can't do this anymore yes but then because you know them and you know their state then uh-huh. you actually feel like if i say no am i trying to say i want you to sleep in the street okay yes so emotional emotional strings here. Pulled. You know what I yes. think this one is almost like a like a, a full therapy session. This should be a therapy session for a lot of people who need to learn to say and and also learn to set boundaries with their relatives and say I this is where I'm drawing the line. I financial therapy. Yes. Financial therapy. Yeah. So how's the situation now? How, how is it? Um now yeah. we're two months in to not doing it. I still feel a lot of guilt here. Yeah? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um but I'm learning to to I'm telling myself I did what I could. Yes. Yeah. I did what I could. Unfortunately, it's on somebody else now. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> this person hasn't gotten a job, so and unfortunately the other person is my sister, so. Oh, it's rotated within yeah, the family. Unfortunately, yeah. it has. So, you're two months in, mm-hmm. said okay, enough. I, I can do this. Yeah. Uh and the body has shifted to your sister, mm-hmm. all right? I'm curious about two things. Yeah, yeah. One, What's your sister's take on this? Because I'm sure you two are discussing, you're, you're ranting, like, ah, this thing is happening. Yeah. Uh, does she feel like you kicked the ball to her and she's also looking at you funny? Or? She probably is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so I gave this person a six-month uh, ultimatum. I said, you know what, in the next six months, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. Um, six months end, and they're like, okay, I know you said six months, but I still don't have. Yes. Um, and so my sister, um, in her kindness, said, "You know what? Because mm. I know they're still struggling, I'm going to do two more months, for, two three more months for them." Okay. So I, th- I am, I am, very cautiously reminding her. Yes. Next month is a hard stop. Yes. Because you'll be doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like take it from me. Take Ta- it from your learn sister. Learn from me. Yes. Hard stop next month. Don't do it anymore. Oh my. Yeah. So you have the individual saying. Rent. Yeah. Uh, this is what I need to pay. W- was there an expansion of needs? Like, starts with rent, suddenly changes to, I don't know, m- medical bills. Is uh, the, the cow yeah. needs to be inoculated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, in the beginning, there was. In the beginning was, okay, there's rent, but also, you know, we have to eat a little bit, yeah? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just a little bit more to eat. Yes. But I learned, I, th- that one I was able to say, you know what? I can only give this much. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to be able to be giving you your food every month, you know. I'm yes. going to do this part. Uh-huh. And I'm going to do it for the next 6 months. 
and then six months the pandemic is not over still doesn't have a job so another six months it's extended again, extended yes. again. yeah so it's not extended in other in terms of um like other expense lines but yeah. it's it's extended in time yeah 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 like yeah. Yes. it really could have you been. thought this thing was time bound but no. it's actually not it's been what two years now okay mm. and what was the was there any feedback from from the individual when they realized that you're not gonna do this anymore it's a lot of guilt trip is it via calls or is it via proxy? Like now is your grandma, so is your mom? <laughs> yeah. You know how it goes. How is the guilt tripping? Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah. It goes from from them to your to to the older ones and you know my grandma is like, "Oh, I heard that um but now to be honest, I think yeah. my, my grandmother is a very independent woman and she does not depend on anyone for anything." Right. To the point where she said, "You know what? Mm-hmm. Let them be outside." if that's what it takes for them to get a job. So your grandma essentially went to shock therapy. She like did. we cannot extend this for it, too long. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Let's put the person in a situation where they have to rise up and they try to solve this exactly. uh, situation that they're in. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much, Pierre. You're welcome. Um, I think what you've actually done here is created a new idea, giving birth to something called financial therapy. Uh, perhaps something that we can delve into into further. I agree and and also like for a lot of people I know people don't speak about how much black tax impacts them. Yes. And I'll say it impacts your mental health more than your pocket because I'm okay with giving you that yes. m- amount. Yeah. I'm just not okay with it being extended for so long that I start our relationship starts to suffer. Yes, yes. And it's suffering and we're family, so it's bothering me. You know, so now we're going to meet at a family meeting and I don't talk to you. <laughs> oh my, it gets you complicated. Exactly, yeah, so, so financial goes to emotional, goes to social. Exactly. So I think that's... Yeah. It, it affects more your emotion than it does your pocket. We heard you loud and clear. Yeah. Thank you, Mia. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you Thank you for much. opening up and uh, do have a lovely, lovely day. Thank you for having me on the podcast Cheers. as your first guest. So you guys have just heard from Mia. I mean, that story was so raw, uh, really came from within her. And she touched upon some really interesting points about how just black tax doesn't necessarily affect your financial pocket, but actually your mental health and your relationship with your family members. But now we'd like to take one other example from David to really learn more about the, his experiences with black tax. So David, tell me, what's been your experience with black tax that you can remember the one key one? I say like my whole life is <laughs> all about black tax, basically. Yeah. Being the firstborn in my family, in a broken family, and uh, brought brought up by grandparents. Okay. Mostly it started with my siblings. Interesting. So, so not your parents, but your siblings. Not my parents. And then uh, it gets to the next level of... I am done with school, I am done with, uh, you know, being under parents who are now grandparents, Mm -hmm. and I've started working, and I have to support the people who have brought me up, who are my grandparents, and then we get to the point that my parents are now getting elderly, Mm -hmm. and now I have to support both my parents and my grandparents, and my siblings, and my family. So tell me, how many people are you supporting in total? We're talking about my dad, mom. I'm to- we're talking about four of my uh, uh, three siblings. Yeah, I have seven. A, yeah. yeah, those are seven. Yeah, I have my own family, of which course. is wife and kids. Uh, I have my grandparents and uh, the auntie who received me in Nairobi. 
Yes. She passed on, so her kids wow. are my responsibility too. Wow. So basically, you're earning all this money. You're going to work every single day, nine to five, sometimes nine to eight. You're tired, yeah. but just to support other people. It starts out like uh, there's no one else. Mm. It's my responsibility. It's I'm happy to help because I'm the first one. I like there's no one else to do what I am able to do because they did their best mm-hmm. for me to get where I am. Over time starts becomes about become, becoming a burden it bears you down because you forget about yourself exactly it wears you down because you cannot account most of the time actually doing budgets is 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 a burden on its own mm. for anything that you get into your pocket mm-hmm. you, like i won't do any budget you just tick off what i am about to do this month mm-hmm. and i push the rest to, to the next month or to the next paycheck or to the next side hustle that gives me money mm-hmm. because doing the budget alone you'll find I once did it and it was I was living way over my means and, and it, it was not lef- reflecting on my own person yeah it was like giving other people yeah benefit and and do you feel that this black tax sometimes leads you to looking for debt and borrowing from other people has that already started most of the people that that I have met who have the same experience as me or who I have shared with mm-hmm. we are always in debt yeah. because uh, some things are uh, are inevitable like someone gets sick you have no money yeah they have sold most of the land like at home you are just remaining with the little that they live on they live on and yeah. so there is nothing more to sell so we have to get into debt to take care of necessary stuff and uh, they they don't stop coming yes someone yeah. is sick here someone got an accident there someone uh, is going to school yeah so debt is part of life life yeah mm, interesting and and you mentioned something earlier you said because you're the firstborn you feel that the burden falls on you do you feel now that some of your siblings have you know graduated do you feel that they feel the obligation to also help out or do they very much still s- come to you because you're the firstborn only one of them has graduated okay right now uh the rest are not doing so well but we have tried to like make their lives stable mm-hmm. the one who has graduated is very responsible okay he helps out when he can but he has not uh, like i'm still You're still the head yeah, of the house. The head yeah. of the house. So, yeah. Uh in as much as he doesn't have a lot of money but he helps out when he can. When he can. Yeah, and, and I I feel I've tried cushioning him mm-hmm. from the black tax. From the black tax tax because he's young, he has not even started a family. He's graduated but he has not gotten the job of his dreams. So he's just doing you know hustling here and there. Yeah. He's very good with what he does but i've tried telling him try as much as possible to make sure that your money goes into you not to everyone else because yeah. well yeah because you forget about yourself when yes. you've got black tax yeah. no when i think um you know I, and i was just going to ask you uh, you're probably trying to protect your sibling from the black tax because you're not just not 
happy where you are with it and it do you think it takes a toll on your mental health a lot mm. yeah yeah it's it's stressful it yeah. makes you irritable sometimes it takes a toll on your relationship with people sometimes get to a point where you cannot like be at peace with everyone like mm. changes your personality to some extent yeah and that's yeah, deep and yeah stress depression is not very far away from your life yeah yeah, yeah. and i think um there's some certain things that um dobu's trying to put in place to help people deal with black tax one of the key things that drives you to do a lot of charity work and forget that charity begins at home is because you feel this obligation and this emotional burden of wanting to help your family members and yeah. this is so common across the the african culture i think it seeps into some indian cultures as well we have this thing where you know the first born like yourself must look after the parents and yeah. if only we had the education to pay for nhif like you mentioned there's people falling ill it's 500 shillings a month which i know for some people is a lot of money but it saves you so much more money when you're um actually ill um and it's those things that we're working on today and so tell me david are do you feel that the rest of your family is also evolving out of it becoming more responsible or do you foresee this to be a long term challenge for yourself personally i would say that uh for me it's not ending because yeah. parents are not growing any younger about the siblings what we've been trying to do what i have been trying to do is to make them empowered like to for them to realize the power of education yeah. which is what brought, took me to like to where i am to a position of being able to help like making sure that they once they start earning it is their money and they will be able to benefit from it okay uh, as far as parents are concerned uh for me i'm stuck with them we have no choice because they are growing old they are, we are still we are still uh their children yes. and it's in, in the culture and we already started the siblings we can empower them we can empower them yeah. yeah and i think you're making first of all the right steps by the way uh, some of the teachings that we find go a, a, a go more about don't give them money but teach them a new skill set uh you know sit down with them to create a business plan so you ask them what are you passionate about and they'll say oh i am very good so if it's a younger sibling they'll be like i'm really good with the internet okay what business can you start on the internet and then using what you've learned and spending your time rather than money you create a business plan to empower them to actually become it financially independent and i think this is um if you continue listening to the podcast you'll definitely get more tips on how do we do other things other than give them money to make sure they become their own independent and flower and eventually help you support your parents because ultimately they're also their parents. True. Yeah. So David, this is part of our financial therapy. So do you roughly know how much you've spent to date on black tax? Just a rough figure. In total? Yes. Since I started out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so for a million. Okay. So let's say 5 million plus. Well, almost 5 almost million. Money. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of money. It's you know. It is. That 5 million could be life-changing. Um and let's just say let's forget about this black tax and your responsibilities and obligations. What would you do with this amount of money if you had the opportunity oh to Oh my work? goodness. We I would not be employed anymore. I would start my like I would reinvigorate my business. I would oh my a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, I thought about it that way. Yeah. 
a lot of this is a lot of burden and it has an impact on your mental health. Um, how do you, when there's moments of, you know, you said you were irritable sometimes, how do you learn to cope with it? Do you have any mechanisms that you... I heard as part of depression at some point it was bad. Yes. I've never spoken about it to anyone, but uh, let me say I it became too much at some point. You know, all the pressure and everything and everything, I lost my mind. Yeah. And uh, without going into details, I lost two weeks of my life. I didn't know what was happening to me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear. And I got into the hospital and was there for, I think, a month or so. And I got counseling and I got counseling after that. Okay. And uh, it's like three, four years now. Okay. Part of that, actually, I actually thank my therapist because... We, we we got to the point that I knew that I I should be able to teach myself to say no to things which are not directly related to me or some things that I did not deem as important as I should be able to fund them. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's been possible. Like, yeah. I've grown now you, l slowly gotten no. used to saying no to some things, mm -hmm. limiting the amount of help that I can. Yeah. That is why right now I am in a good mental state to be able to tell my brother, yes. it's it's not your responsibility. Yeah. So uh, in case anyone comes to you, refer to me first. First, yeah. yeah. So, so actually, uh, you've touched on a very... So first of all, congratulations. The fact that you've brought yourself out of the dark place is a step in the right direction. Um, and I think keep at it. These things in life, I, I always say, we'll deal with it another day, but don't let it ex uh, affect your mental health. And yeah. it's easier said than done, but I think you're doing a great job. Um, one of the key things that we find is that black tax isn't going to go away, but how do we manage it, right? So what can we do to make sure that it doesn't creep onto our personal life where we feel these moments of stress and, you know, um, it's hardship? And the way I see that is, ultimately our emotions play that take the better of us so we don't want to feel guilty we don't want that feeling of guilt so the best way to manage it is say okay if i earn a hundred thousand shillings every single month i'm willing to create a black tax fund where i put five percent of that in there so that's five thousand shillings so during that month i know okay my mama needs two thousand shillings my mama and baba need two thousand shillings i have three thousand shillings for everybody else and that way they all come, somebody will say, I want 1,000, 200, 800. But as soon as you hit the 5,000 shilling limit, you can now comfortably say without feeling guilty, for this month, guys, I'm done. I cannot give you any more money. And the reason you have to create this fund is so that A, you can conquer the feeling of guilt, but also you're now saving for yourself. You're now investing for your family and your children. So that's a technique we've seen work really well with um, other individuals uh, who we've come across it. And I actually know some people who've moved country. They migrated to the States because black tax was getting too much. You know, just because they've done well and they've left the village and they're being successful, they're now being punished or taxed is the perfect word for it. Um, so th I think that can be a small implementation that you could try. I mean, you're already doing it because now you said you have a limit. So well done. Um, but it's definitely something I think people can draw upon who are also experiencing black tax. And we all know we know someone who is going through this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I didn't know actually about the fund. Yes. 
and it's a good it's, it's a, a good, good thing one. it's a good thing yeah and and let me just take it one step further say that month you have 5000 shillings but there's 2000 left wonderful it rolls over into the next month so now you have 7000 now if somebody gets ill and we need like 5000 of it you still have 2000 for your mama and baba because you've got it um so yeah that's how that fund should work and it's just a small and this way if anyone ever says to you i need more money you have to be strict and disciplined to say sorry i've done my ta- black tax quota for the month but no david thank you so much for your time and being so transparent and open we really appreciate it it's really deep and hopefully you can take away some of the key things to help you get out of this particular challenge at this stage thank you for having me yeah thanks david wow wow is an understatement I yeah I'm lost for words. Honestly, I'm actually a bit paused. Black tax and its impact in society. You know when you when you think about it when we initially started this particular episode, I was just ranting to you about how much I'd spent. But then to listening to to our two guests, you actually sit back and think wait wait wait. There's an emotional toll to this. Right? This stuff that have not been sharing that exists you, you it's dragging down on your mental health there's a challenge around society like we mentioned yeah. you, you don't want to see that relative right you're even scared that you'll meet them and they'll want something else because now you're in person wow honestly i know we knew this was a problem but just speaking to two people we yeah. haven't even gone far it's actually a much bigger problem than i thought yeah and what i what i would like out of this episode is really give everybody out there dealing with black tax in any shape or form to really learn how they can tackle with these things i already touched about a black tax fund yeah i think that really plays upon your emotional feeling of guilt because if you do that and you set aside a small amount every single month and you commit to yourself and you're strict with yourself yeah you don't have that emotional guilt anymore because you're saying i have done the amount of charity i can do for this month okay. and i'm not going to lose sleep nights over it sleep over i'm not going to lose sleep. sleep over it yes yeah i'm yeah. not going to lose sleep over it i've done my bit and you know i'm contributing to my community and i'm not leaving anything on the table because i am contributing yeah so there's other ways as well you can really help with um trying to help individuals so one of the key things is a lot of the cases of black tax is that somebody's fallen ill. Okay, uh, yes. To solve for that yes. there's two things you can do. A you can pay for your national insurance, uh which I mentioned briefly. It's only 500 shillings, but you know a medical bill is normally 150k. Yeah. You know, recently I had to undergo something. I have health insurance, but I was shocked at the amount because it was unexpected and I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of money." Yes. So it covers for that and actually a couple of the people we've spoken to have said that it actually uh the national insurance actually even covers for you when you're um pregnant and it covers all, all your maternity, maternity co- cover yes. which yeah. I think is great and in in short term instead of going and buying two drinks for 500 shillings why don't you just pay for your national insurance whether you can afford a even better insurance why don't you just pay for it because it's a fallback just have a baseline at, at the very least at the very least yes, yes 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 okay um and you know you could do that for your relatives that are dependent on you this way it stops them all the time asking you for money to help with health insurance okay um so you know that uh money that you set aside on a monthly basis let's say if it's just 5000 shillings and you have supporting four people that 2000 can actually support for healthcare which is one less burden for you to worry about right because yes. i feel like health is the most um, the 
the strongest emotional trigger. And the second thing, of course, is to get a well-affordable insurance plan. Uh, nowadays, there's different types of brands out there. Um, I can mention a few, like Emma Tiba is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other plans there that are reasonably affordable that you can get to help. Right. Yeah. So that takes off significant stress. So instead of just giving them money for healthcare, next time say no, yes, I'll help you today, but from next month, we're going to do X, Y, Z in yes. order to make sure this doesn't happen again. Right. So you flip it around because we think about it. If if you can put aside, say, the 500, then there's a medical bill down the line, which is 500,000 bob. Exactly. It's actually been sorted by that. So instead of paying 500,000, actually just paid 500. Yeah, yeah. there's a relief. There's a You've re- just been smart with how you... Exactly. You d- deploy the money. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing is like like Mia mentioned, right? She said that, you know, okay, initially it was a short term problem. She was giving five thousand, five thousand, five thousand. Yeah. One way she could have tackled that to said, Listen, I'm giving you a heads up, I'm being very clear with you, setting clear goals, saying, I'm gonna help you with it for another two months, which she did. Yes. But in addition of that, she should say, Right, we're gonna dig through what is your skill set? I agree you don't have a job today. And yes, the job market is hard. Yeah. But the internet has made it so easy for people nowadays to start businesses online whether it's a side hustle so what are you passionate about yo you're passionate about eggs great why don't you get a few chicken breed a few eggs and sell eggs i know it's a very simple example but you can do anything if you're a little bit more uh, better with tech you can start managing social media accounts all you need to do is to get the courage to go knock on the door and ask someone but perhaps this individual doesn't have that knowledge okay but you can give your time in helping them you know, connect them to a friend that might need that service and okay. they start off and they're generating a little bit more income, uh, you know, support them with how do they do business? How do they create a financial plan? Yes. Things like this that are intangible can really make an impact long term. And if you help this individual once, who's to say they might go teach the same skills to someone else? So what you're doing is you're providing them with a skill set that makes them financially independent okay. rather than just handing out money where they're financially dependent. That's exists, I mean, across society, across different cultures. Uh, to all our listeners, uh, we'll be glad to hear about your own Black Tax story. Uh, you can reach out to us, blacktax at ndovu.co. We will try to give you a financial therapy session uh, to, over- to help you overcome your own Black Tax issues and give you the power to actually say no. Please reach out to us. We do look forward to hearing from you. And boy, today was was tough. Hey. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you. Uh, we are signing out from another episode of The Elephant in the Room. As always, I'm your host, Ronyan Gary, Chief Thinker. And, and, I'm, and I'm Radhika Bachu, the Super Striker. And we are out. And we are out indeed.